0: welcome to the SBC Leaders podcast. My name is Andrew McCarran. I'm the Managing Director at SBC. The mission of SBC Leaders is to bring the industry's best minds together in order to share ideas, collaborate on major issues, push innovation and elevate the overall image of our industry through the promotion of its achievements. I mean, to that end, I'm pleased to introduce Sasha Dragic, one of the founders of the major European gambling operator, Superbet. Set up in 2008, Superbet has quickly become one of the most entrepreneurial companies in Romania, and last year attracted a minority investment from Blackstone to help fund that growth. Um,
1: Sasha, how are you doing? Hi, Andrew. Thank you for your invitation. I'm doing very well. Excellent.
0: Uh, could you tell us a bit more about the, sort of, the formation of Superbet, and um, uh, what, what were your vision for the company at the time?
1: So, Superbet was founded, I founded Superbet in 2008 and we started operating in 2009 uh, with our, I mean, our initial goal was to survive and uh, <laughs> to become a kind of important player in Romania and we went, we went through a process which took us basically four or five years uh, when we uh, built a, a retail network uh, within Romania and we were quite confident and comfortable with our uh, position of retail um, uh, leader when the law in Romania changed and uh, the online uh, betting gaming um, uh, become allowed. So we had to pivot and start learning how to operate uh, in the digital world as well. And uh, we, till 2017, uh, we succeeded to build for Superbet in Romania also an online leadership as we had in the retail and that was the moment when we started to 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 work on a international part of our development.
0: I mean, yeah, one, one thing that's really stood out about Superbet um, certainly in the uh, last couple of years is the uh, high-level talent you've got at, at the C-level management and I'm assuming that comes from investing in the online, like you say. Um, what What you say the skills are needed for sort of building out a management team in what is is quite a competitive environment?
1: It's a good question. I mean, we had a lot of uh, trial and error in our early phase and, and um, later on I understood that we need to basically... Uh, take care and uh, be very careful about the, the, wh- wh- what we're looking in the leadership team and it was very important to have a person who is very knowledgeable of course but also a person who from the cultural point of view we feel that it's a good good fit and um, I spent most of my 2017 and 18 for two years looking for uh, who Uh, should come to bring us to the next level because we had a very good team and we had a very good team uh, in order to operate in the region Uh, probably Supervet had one of the best uh, if not the best uh, leadership team for operating Romania for sure but also probably neighboring countries but I knew that we would like to, to go further we would like to become a global company and that's why I was, and, and uh, basically, uh, I had a very short uh, short list uh, with only one name, uh, and the name was Johnny because we knew each other from the moment when we had some kind of uh, discussions with Paddy Power in 2015 about the potential investment of Paddy Power uh, within Superbet. Uh, luckily for them, uh, luckily for me, let's say, uh, this uh, never materialized. And, uh, but I uh, kept contact with Johnny, uh, was meeting when he was coming in Romania to visit uh, competitors. He was uh, asking me if I would be interested to sell Superbet to Flutter. I told him that I'm not really interested, but we kept uh, uh, meeting uh, together. And basically when I uh, take the decision in 2018, that I really need to bring someone uh, for the next step, uh i focus fully on uh, getting johnny in it was a Long and uh, interesting process, but at the end uh, he joined us. So it was really very good. So in the that in the moment when we in the parallel agreed about Blackstone investments, that we already had uh, a more experimented global uh, uh, team with uh, Johnny have put in place partially, but partially also came from some old Superbet people. It was from the first days there and also from entrepreneurs of the different uh, company we acquired in the meantime and i think that this is something which is really for us uh, for that talent base that we are trying and working hardly to, to to build and keep superbet as a as an environment where different culture and different uh, mindset and the skill set of people can coexist and work uh, happily together
0: i mean you've also got um ralph ralph topping uh, helping out the former william hill ceo um, i'm assuming that uh as somebody who's who's already tread that path once he's a he's a good resource to uh to tap into as well yes
1: of course um uh, i met ralph uh, for the first time in the late 2016 um, uh, so I was really very, um, uh, and, and Ralph had a very big, uh, influence, uh, toward us, and especially, uh, in speeding up, uh, our plans because initially my initial plan was okay. It took me a period of time to become a leader in Romania. And now my next five, seven years, I should focus to become a kind of regional player opening few more countries in the region, but I didn't really had. I mean, I had the global plans, but not as a priority. My priority, I was thinking that it should come only maybe five, seven years later on. And then Ralph, after um, uh, we met, uh, we agreed that he will chair our advisory board, which I have be- built at that time in order to help me understand better things which I didn't know. And after probably six or nine months of working together, ralph told me that i should uh, speed up because he think that superbet have some uh, intersect qualities which some of the bigger player doesn't have and if we succeed to scale and keep those uh, abilities Uh, In that case, we should have uh, our say in many different markets. So that's how after uh, uh, discussions with Ralph uh, in late 2016 and early 2017, I decided to speed up the process of finding um, an investor to get uh, more resources and also to get uh, a proper management team for a global uh, development as well.
0: Excellent, I mean you, you, you just touched upon that um, investment there and you've been um, uh, really sort of using that uh, from an acquisition point of view this summer uh, you've recently uh, acquired Napoleon uh, in Belgium and there's also a, um, a casino operator Lucky 7 you've, you've uh, acquired a 60% share in that I mean what, what's, your, what's your ethos when it comes to sort of looking around for Potential acquisition um, uh, opportunities.
1: Look, I think that this is uh, just um, uh, this is just a proof that you need to evaluate uh, in time. Because uh, if you would ask me in 2018 if Superwet will ever do an acquisition, uh, I would tell you that it's almost impossible uh, because uh, i'm um, i have a very big respect for battery 65 i like very much uh, the company i like very much the 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 strategy of the company so i was a very very big uh, believer in a single brand and organic growth only uh, all of my acquisition, all the acquisitions which were done when I was the CEO of Superbet was only of tech companies uh, which were basically to help Superbet to get uh, technical capabilities uh, in order to build what we want to build. Uh, but I was never thinking about acquiring an operator, uh, I was just thinking that we need to go uh, from the beginning. Um, Of course, Johnny coming uh, with much bigger experience uh, uh, with M&A because it was part of his uh, duties in uh, Flutter, uh, he uh, came with this that we should be more open minded uh, about acquisition. And that's how we had uh, those uh, early, uh, early, early meetings. Immediately after he joined, we had those early meetings with the founder of Lucky7. And we agreed as a kind of venture capital investments to help them start the business, which later on came to to, to, to the acquisition of Superbet of the majority stake. Uh, but of course, and Lucky7 is one of the good examples uh, that we want to keep the... Um, uh, entrepreneurial um, uh, um, uh, DNA within Superbet and that's why Uh, lucky seven operate uh, uh, almost independently of super but we are looking to see what makes sense for us uh, uh, to do together but most of the important decision business decision uh, are made by uh, lucky seven founders who are still our partners and minority stakeholders and uh, lucky seven management and that's something which i think it's very important that we do not put our main objective in a kind of uh, synergies and integration, but more on keeping value and value means uh, first the talents.
0: Excellent. And even before the um, uh, the acquisition of Napoleon, I, th- I think I saw a figure of around 4000 employees at Superbet. Um, I'm not sure how, how close that was or how much it's built up since then. but. I mean, how difficult is is it to maintain that sort of innovative part of the company culture down all the way down to the to the shop floor, shall we say?
1: look it's um it's very demanding i mean uh the the temptations i mean not the temptation but you know when you are growing the number of people you always have a kind of uh, bureaucracy uh which tends to build itself and to try to influence uh, things etc and I think that this is something where johnny and myself it's always very high uh, on our agenda uh when we have our discussions etc finding uh, uh bureaucracy, uh, which is also automatically helping innovation to go faster and being able to see those innovation um, live uh, in our products. It's something which is for us very, very important. It doesn't mean that we succeed always, but uh, we we, we are always really, uh, we're always looking on this. uh, And I think this is something which we will take all of our uh, energy to fight uh, forever, let's say.
0: Sure. I mean, one of the other things, um, um, then it, something that the the gambling industry as a whole um, suffers from, I think, um, is sort of the importance of being fair and being perceived to be fair. Where, you know, in an environment certainly over in the UK, um, the relationship between punter and bookmaker uh, is quite adversarial at times. Um, how do you, how do you make sure? That customers um, sort of res- respect respects the company and what it's trying to do at the same time is is, is giving good customer service.
1: Look at the end, I think that uh, the market is the best judge of this. So I mean, customers will feel if they are well respected or not, and they will basically put their money. On the place where they feel that they're well respected so i think that the ultimate uh, judge will always be the customer in super vet, this is a very very important uh, thing especially for me because from the early days um, together with the core management team uh, which we had that then which was quite a small management team we decided that, that uh, I mean it's not that we decided this as a strategy it was just something which we felt that is the right things to do that we need to be fair to the to, to, to with the customers so with the exceptions of the situation where uh we was thinking that the customer have a fraudulent uh, behavior in any other cases we were basically never closing accounts of the customers we were never um, uh, of course we was limitating on the level which we was thinking that it's uh, rational for us uh, but uh, from what I know uh, and from what our uh, my colleagues from the trading team are telling to me because they know that this is something very important for me uh, probably in any market where Superbet operate uh, customers can uh, uh, bet with Superbet far higher amounts than they could bet with any of our competitor.
0: I mean I'm assuming that um, also helps sort of moving into new markets do you notice any any difference in in the in your customers in, in different locations uh, with regards to how Superbet is perceived, or even the industry as a whole is perceived?
1: Look, it's very, I mean we are for us it's very difficult to, to to have an opinion about this because today we are just operating a Superbet brand in Romania and in Poland, uh, and in Poland we basically came with uh, something which was not really adapted for the Polish market, and we also came let's say we made a lot of mistake. I think that uh, when we make the analysis about how Superbet had uh, entered Polish market, we have a lot of lessons what not to do, you know, (laughs) which we (laughs) have to take. And uh, we we, we paid quite uh, a fair price to learn those lessons. But today we have a very, very, uh, I think we have a very good management team in Poland. We have a a lot of new uh, people who joined us in the last, I think, 12 months, very knowledgeable. And we started making uh, some good improvements uh, in uh, our numbers. Of course, they are still very small um, compared to Romania, uh, but it's going on the on the right uh, in, in the right discussion. Right yeah, it, it's going in the right direction. And I really hope uh, that uh, uh, the days when uh, our good friends from Estes will start getting a little bit worried about us will come sooner <laughs> than they think. <laughs>
0: Well, it's always good to have somebody to aim for. Um, uh, the, I mean, you obviously you've Poland, Romania, and, and now Belgium. Is there are there any other markets that um, that sort of longer term you'd like to see the Superbet brand?
1: Look, I mean, uh, my plan is that uh, if you ask me within the next ten to fifteen years, Superbet should be in any market where it's uh, legal to bet. So I really see us going in uh, more in Western Europe. I see us going in the other geographies of the Central and the Southeast Europe. Uh, I see ourselves going in uh, Central and South America. I see ourselves going in the US. I see ourselves going in uh, Africa. So the thing is that uh, as long as I will be a significant shareholder of Superbet, Uh, we will basically open and go on the new markets that will be something which is very constant in in, in our future policy I cannot tell what will happen in the next 12 months or what will happen in the next 24 and of course it's the management team who will always choose what are the best opportunities and present to us as a a board Uh, but it's for for sure I mean uh, we are in the game in order to, to be there and to be global it doesn't matter how long it will take us
0: I'm sure that we'll achieve it. I mean, there's, there's um, as you, as you mentioned, there was a regulation change in in Romania that sort of opened up uh, online a bit more. Um, I mean, how do you think the perception of the industry is like with, with with politicians? And you know, is is there anything that the industry can sort of come together to do to sort of balance out some of the, the negative perceptions?
1: Look, I, I think that. Um it's a very uh, <laughs> delicate topic but i think that uh, you know both sides have their um, uh, have their mistakes uh, i think that politicians when they are in campaigns etc it's always an easy target uh, to go against game, uh, gambling and gaming and betting, you know, because it's very, very uh, easy to to get some uh, points uh, through through those uh, things. On the other hand, I think that they underestimate how important it's, there, especially in the um, regulated markets, uh, the gaming for the uh, budget uh, of the state for the financial. But on the other hand, also I think that the industry also make a mistake because. I, usually i think the industry try too much to optimize the profits without giving back enough to the society and I think that you need to put some money in the responsible gaming. I need mean, you need to be very correct and fair. That there are some problems. That there are some people who spend much more than they should, and you need to find a way how to to um, uh, block this and how to help them. Um, and I think that this is much more on the gaming side than on the betting side. Uh, so I think that we need we need to be frank and to see that we have an issue there. And that if we'll not solve it by ourselves, then someone else will do it for us. And i also think that you need to do uh, to do more for the society and the way that if you have a sports betting business uh, you basically need to help uh sport and that's something which we are doing in romania i think a lot where uh, uh investing and sponsoring i think more than 20 or 30 teams in different sports because at the end okay it's not always performance marketing it's not always return of investments but you need to show that you do more than this and i i uh, I'm sure that in whatever market it will operate, that will be something which will always take care because I think that it's just a win-win for both sides, you know, because you need to have a, also a positive story. You need to show, okay, yes, we are there, we are doing this business and for any state, it's much better if you do it regulated because if it will not be regulated then someone will do it fully illegally uh, on that. And then also from the profits which we're making, we're also giving back to society, not only through tax, but also through, uh, helping uh, different
0: uh, initiatives yeah, So it's kind of underlining how the industry helps enrich the ecosystem, right? it's not just yes. a case of yeah. um, I think the term uses leaching sometimes but it's uh, yeah, put, put, putting money back in and reinvesting absolutely
1: I, tell you, um, the, sorry, go on. No, I just want to tell you, I think that the example how Superbet is doing this in Romania, it's quite a good uh, example uh, uh, for different uh, companies in different markets where they should uh, use their leadership position to give way more than what they're doing today
0: it shouldn't all be based on a roi it's, yeah, um, th- yeah, yeah. There's, there's wider benefits to be yes. had from it yeah. excellent i mean i just want to touch on your approach to sort of innovation uh obviously you were saying when when you were ceo you were acquiring. More technology companies, uh, rather than stuff that's more operational. I mean, I mean, how do you, how do you identify which new technologies sort of can make a real difference to the customer experience?
1: Again, it's a very uh, wide area of discussion because. Uh, uh we are thinking about experience, uh, customer experience today but we also have to take in consideration that new customers are coming and that the customers which maybe a few years back were on uh, uh Facebook and then one year back uh, on Instagram are today on TikTok then maybe something else will happen in the next 12 or 18 months or not for sure something new will happen um and that's why it's not so much to think about what you can do for what you can do for your today customers it's more how you can build a mindset uh, where people will always uh, challenge themselves and look what we will do um, uh, more we had um, we had uh, uh, we have a new colleague who just joined us from McKinsey, who is working with a very young colleague and bright, who is working with Johnny. We I I spent a lot of energy discussing with Blackson, and we agreed that we will build a kind of super bet, uh VC um, uh, division. And basically, we're looking on esports, we're looking on cryptos, we're looking on many different things, because on on blockchain, etc. Because I just think that you just need to be innovative. I mean, you just need to to Become a kind of uh, a company who will have a, a much wider approach than just thinking. Okay, today I'm operating on that market, so for I need for my customers to have a faster. This is. A must, of course, but you need just to go to, to do much wider, and that's something which I think that uh, the next direction for for superbet. I mean, uh, even I respect very very much battery sixty five, and I have a lot of respect for Flutter and other big companies in our industry. I really spend much more time looking on Netflix, looking on Google, looking on those kind of uh, organization, and uh, debating with Johnny what we can applica- um, uh, apply from them, what not, then looking uh, necessarily on our um, uh, peers.
0: Or... Sure. So it's, so it's at the moment it's kind of looking externally for some uh, technological in- innovation, inspiration, rather than uh, what we do sort of internally. I mean, if you're if you're looking uh, quite as broad, I mean, is there anything that the gambling industry does particularly well on on the technological innovation front?
1: Yes, of course. I mean, you have a lot of uh, companies. Uh, if we already mentioned a few times, Battery65 when their in-play product was really great. Then you have a lot of uh, very innovative companies, uh, you know, Casumo, Leo Vegas, etc. Uh, on the on the gaming side, we know here in our region, you have Betano, also very, very smart guys uh, moving very fast, uh, so so of course, yeah, you, you, you have a lot of, uh, of people, but I think our advantage uh, is that we are we have a very long term view because since i'm the controlling shareholders and they don't have any kind of exit scenario for me it's very important where will be super bad with the next 5 10 15 20 years so i just can afford a longer view so I thought okay let's try to do better than battery Five. these kind of things let's try to do better than the, botanum, the other kind of things but in the same time let's also look what the big guys real big guys like Netflix Spotify etc are doing because we never know who can uh, kill us and from where can come the danger in the next 5 to 10 years so I wanted to also watching the, 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 those kind of uh, scenarios
0: excellent Sasha thank you very much for your time today um, and, and good luck in um, Good luck in the plans to acquire Netflix, maybe in the future.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you very much for your time. It was a pleasure. Thank you, bye now. Bye. Bye.